Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, April the 11th, and welcome to our commentary. Well, today we're going to talk uh, a couple of about a couple of points here. I want to talk about what's happening in our cities, and uh, but before I do, before I do, there's a story, uh, you know, going around this morning that apparently President Biden knew more about the raid on President Trump's home, you know, the FBI raid that he actually knew about it. You know, he came out publicly and said he didn't, but uh, there are stories that apparently he did. Now, frankly, I'm not surprised that he did. Um, I I said so back in August that I felt that uh, he had to know. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that the attorney general by himself would make a a call like that. You're talking about going into the home of a former president to look for documents. It's just hard for me to believe that the attorney general would do that on his own without getting at least some consent or some uh, acknowledgement from the president. So I'm not really surprised that uh, the president or President Biden may have known about this. In fact, I said so back then that I felt he knew the whole thing was uh, was going on. Now, if President Biden knew that they were going to go into President Trump's home, I'm a little surprised that he didn't tell the attorney general, hey, by the way, I've got a document problem, too. So you may want to reconsider this move. But, you know, maybe he didn't know he had a document problem. But obviously, his document problem makes uh, President Trump's Biden uh, document problem a little bit uh, less of a problem. So, yes, I'm not surprised that President Biden knew about it. I'm just wondering why he didn't tell the attorney general that there were some documents at his home. That could prove to be embarrassing for uh, for the whole for the administration uh, later on. A couple of topics today. I have a post over at the American Thinker. Uh, I'm having a little bit of fun, but at the same time addressing this whole issue of Bud Light. Uh, the name of the of the title of the post is uh, it's sort of based on what William Shakespeare one time wrote about killing all the lawyers. And mine is called, if he was around today, Shakespeare would say, kill all of the marketing VPs. Because there have been some pretty bad decisions made by marketing people here recently, whether it's ESPN, whether it's Disney, and now with Bud Light. I mean, the idea that the vice president of marketing, or one of them, they probably have more than one, that one of them thought that it would be a good idea to make Bud, Bud Light more appealing to young people the idea that you would use a transgender, a man dressed up as a woman, as the face of this advertising campaign, that is so stupid. That is so ridiculous that I'm amazed they even went with the idea. Well, it hasn't worked out well for Bud Light, as we understand. People are rebelling to it, and they should rebel to it. And the people who, be, who should be rebelling the most should be women. Women are the ones who should be angry about this. Women are the one who should be angry that a guy pretending to be a woman is taking her job in the advertising business and that a man who's pretending to be a woman is advertising these products. You know, I'll repeat what I said the first time that this subject came up. I thought the whole thing was an April 1st fool's joke, you know, April Fool's Day. 
I thought that's what it was because it came out around April 1st. And I said, man, what an amazing April Fool's Day joke to use this guy to promote a beer product. But it was not a joke. It was real. And now I understand he's promoting other products. And these are women's products. We're not talking here about beer. We're talking here about women's wearing. I mean, we're talking about lotion. I mean, this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous that people in these marketing positions would think that the public would accept something like this. So what can I tell you? It's been a rough year for the marketing people. I guess I'll say that much. It's just been a very rough year for people who come up with these marketing campaigns because I don't think they understand the public. I don't think they understand their customers. Again, the idea that you would use a man and then dress him up as a woman and present that man dressed up as a woman as the face of your advertising campaign, that just doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. I'm amazed that somebody in the organization didn't say, no, we're not going to go with that. It's, we're not going to do that. But, you know, that's what happens when you have a bunch of people who are woke. But worse than that, that's what happens when companies don't know their customers. That's what happens. If you don't know your customer, then you're going to do stupid, uh, stupid things uh, like this. I have a post uh, coming out Wednesday morning about what's happening in our cities. If you look around the country, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., Denver, Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New York. I mean, I could go on. I probably missed a few. All of these cities are having the same problem. They're run by Democrats, and people are leaving the cities. Businesses are moving out of the cities, and these cities are, are not able to function because they're losing business. Even New York, New York is starting to have this problem, too, because people are getting tired of living there. Well, you heard about Chicago, of course. Chicago just elected a new mayor. The mayor uh, was elected for one reason and one reason only, and that's because the public sector unions basically went to work for him. The public sector unions became his campaign staff. They were the ones knocking on doors. They were the ones, you know, getting the vote out. They were the ones who were telling people, vote for Mr. Johnson. Well, Mr. Johnson won the election by a very small margin. What is the result? Well, the city faces serious economic problems now. We just learned today that Walmart is closing four of their stores in Chicago. Why? Because they're losing money. Why are they losing money? Because too many people are stealing things. The police doesn't do anything about it. The, nobody wants to work at these stores. McDonald's was having the same problem. They couldn't get people to work in some of the city stores or city places because People don't want to go to these places because they're afraid of the crime problem. So Chicago is going to have a reckoning, just like San Francisco is having a reckoning. San Francisco, as you probably know, uh, there was a famous businessman who was killed out there recently. There was a, uh, a former member of the city government who was publicly attacked, almost killed in the city of, of San Francisco. You've got a very high number of office space that is empty because companies are moving out or people don't want to work downtown. And all of this, of course, is lining up to a perfect storm 
of bankruptcy. Now, a lot of these cities can technically not be declared bankrupt, but that's where they're headed. Now, the one thing that uh, about Chicago is the public sector union can get you elected, but the public sector union cannot cannot uh, print money. So the public sector union has to rely on the government. The government is the one who collects the taxes, and they have to pay the public sector union. And at this moment, I think the public sector union is going to be in for a shock because Chicago has a huge deficit. They cannot raise taxes anymore. Uh, they're talking about raising taxes. The new mayor is talking about raising taxes on companies and corporations. But how are they going to do that? These companies are going to leave the city. They're going to move somewhere else. They're already losing taxpayers. So these cities are facing a perfect storm. That's all I can say. I mean, at some point, at some point, these cities are not going to be able to make their payments. Now, Chicago has an additional problem a bunch of unfunded pensions. They have very generous pensions that they've committed to over the years, but they're unfunded. They don't have any money for it. They also have another problem, and that is that the, they, they don't have enough police officers. They're losing police officers. They have a shortage of police officers. This is happening in many of these cities. It's New York, Chicago, Cincinnati, Baltimore, LA, San Francisco. They simply cannot get people to work there as police officers, can you blame them? Can you blame them? You know, you work as a police officer in those cities and you're the problem, not the criminal who's running the city. So the cities are facing, there's a perfect storm coming for these cities. It may already be here for some of them. And the question is, what's going to happen? Well, the federal government is not going to bail them out because it's just not going to happen. And the COVID money that went to many of these cities before, that kept many of these cities from going under, that's not coming anymore. There's no more of that money coming. So the governors of many of these cities are going to have to intervene. That's, what, that's the only option. The governor of California, the governor of Illinois, the governor of New York, they're going to have to intervene or these cities are simply not going to make it. Chicago is the first one, I think, on that list. So... You know, I, I don't know what, what else to tell you other than some very difficult days lie ahead for the voters of Chicago who just elected a man who is going to make the situation a lot worse. Now, I could be wrong. He could, he could switch. He could turn out to be a reformer, and he could tell the, the, the public sector unions, people, I can't do this anymore. you got to work with me. Well, that could happen. If that were to happen, then maybe he could fix things. But more than likely, that's not going to happen and some reality is about to hit the city of Chicago as well as some of these other these other cities. A couple of things from on this day in history, 1861, on this day this, the American Civil War began. This was the day that uh, the first shots were fired. And on this day in 1951, President Truman and General MacArthur had their famous clash where President Truman dismissed him for insubordination. Truman was right in what he did, but obviously MacArthur was very popular and Truman had to face the, the consequences of that, but Truman was right in dismissing him because you cannot have a general uh, engaging in insubordination. Either he resigns or he follows the orders of the president. In this case, Truman was exactly right in what uh, in what he did. Well, thank you for listening. Have a good day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.